everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Silks and satins. No more strawberries and cream. But I like strawberries and cream. Oh, you do. Listen, you muzzler, comes the revolution. You're only gonna get no strawberries and cream. Yeah. All right. So, boom, allure. It is, it is <laughs> July thirtieth, two thousand twenty-one. You're listening to John's Old Time Radio Show. We are back after a long, painful absence in our crumbs record room. <coughs> and uh, my lovely wife, Eden Brower, is here. Okay, everybody Cuckoo. say hello. Cuckoo, here everyone. Hearing this, tour de our crumb. That sounded good in French. <laughs> and that was, we just listened to, was Schultz is Back Again by the Four Aristocrats, 1927. That was quite a record. Yeah. They don't make them like that anymore, as you, no, they don't. As you said. It was a golden age. You know, <laughs> my daughter Sophie's three kids, they loved that song. Sophie told me they saw it, they heard it in an old Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> but not, not the cat and mouse. No, the early Tom and Jerry, the two guys, yeah. which are full of great music, those early 30s Tom and Jerry cartoons. And said so they heard them, Schultz is back again in this cartoon, and they were marching around the house singing it. Schultz <laughs> is back again. Wow. Who, you know, who would think that 
three kids being raised in the south of France would be exposed to that. It's pretty good. Maybe I mean, there's you hope. Can, you can call up all those old cartoons on uh, on your iPhone now, and then, you know it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I think most of them are on YouTube. Yeah. Although I still right. am, I'm kind of lost in the DVD age. I still have to buy all that stuff on DVD. Yeah. Like to hold right. something in an my object. Hand. You got to have an object. So I, I want to just implant it in my brain. That's the next step. But, uh, I don't know how that's going to go. That kind of makes more sense in a, in a way. Just have it injected into your brain. Oh, don't worry. The Google chip's coming soon, and you'll be able to download cartoons right into your brain. Cool. And after that, everything's going to go perfectly mm. well. There will mm. be one thing that goes wrong. I can't think of Everybody one thing. Everybody will be happy. Everyone will be happy because you'll be pre-programmed by the algorithms That's to right. be happy. They, they'll give you a, a little, a little <laughs> charge, electrical charge at the part of your brain that's that says happy, be happy. And you know what? Every time they hit it, you'll hear, "I want to go where you go, do, do what, what you do, do. <laughs> love when you love, then, then I'll, I'll be, be happy." happy. <laughs> you guys have issues, man. Okay. All right, so what's uh, next? On the, uh, do you want to say anything to the people? You've been away for a long time. <clears throat> kiss me once and kiss me twice and kiss me once again. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. <laughs> that, my mother used to sing that to me when my father was away at the war. Oh, really? Yeah. She used to sing that to us at night. Mm. And other romantic World War II songs like that. Huh. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's listen to another record from the 20s. Okay. This is the Sam Wooding Orchestra doing Button Up Your Overcoat, recorded in Paris, like 1929. Baby, I'm sure glad I bought this radio set. Because on a cold night like this, it really is good company. Yep. Not to me, I don't like I didn't think it would be to you. Daddy. What? No, not echo, not echo. Oh, Daddy, well, baby, go. when you ask me like that, it really is hard for me to shoot. But when you go out, I don't want you to forget you are uh, button up your overcoat when the wind is free. Thank God, you belong to me. Ba 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 ba. Eat an apple every day. Get to bed by three. Take good care of yourself, you belong to me. Be careful crossing the street. Don't eat me. Cut out sweet. You'll get a pain and ruin your tum-tum. Keep away from Boulay Gooch when you own a three. Take good care of yourself, you belong to me. Now you're coming back. No, you ain't. Get out of here, Artie. You know, Artie. You know. 
so good now if you hear that music and you want to go back to listening to your lifeless computer generated pop garbage of today I can say in all honesty I can't relate to you so <laughs> I can't listen to WAP song anymore because <laughs> well, I will never stop listening to WAP I mean uh, I should have a disclaimer and say that you're probably a decent person and some of you are going to be my friends and you know all that but I can just say that musically, I, I cannot relate to you. When well, I, hear, I, I hear a record like that, I just feel different inside. Well, I'm in total agreement with you, but I'm going to play the old fuddy Diane and ask Eden, what is WAP? Um, it's that dirty rap song I played for you. Dirty rap song by Cardi, Cardi B. B. Cardi B, yeah. right. The wet-ass P song. Right. I must... Say that. I mean, I'm not a prudish person, but I found that offensive. Did you find it offensive? Was I it did. too dirty? No, it's not that it was too dirty. It I was mean, you've like, heard dirtier. It was, you've drawn dirtier. <laughs> it was just musically offensive. Oh, yeah. Well, there's not much to it. They're <laughs> rapping over the, this house, old house song. Yeah. Old house. House music. A song house about house an music. old house. House music. <laughs> <laughs> Little old log cabin. It's another, it's another type of music you would like. House. House, what house, is house music? music. What is that? Like. What is it? It's from the 80s. It's but what is it? What is it? Why is it called house? Repetitive. I don't know why it's called house. It's repetitive. Uh, why is it called house? House music? Because it started in people's houses, I think, right? It was like for house. People made their own music for house parties, I think. It was just mm -hmm. like a track. It started out just as like basic tracks you people dance to or something. I don't know. I don't know what we I'm could talking Google about. it. We could Google, Google it. <laughs> All right. Well, you were saying something interesting that 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 was like a black band that recorded in Paris. That yeah. It was likely like they weren't allowed to record that in America because even in the early days of recording, there was already this like music marketing thing in place that yeah. said black bands maybe shouldn't do uh, pop well, songs, right? They they kind of more or less made the, all the black bands play something hot for the hot dance marketing series. and What they called jazz. And they reserved... To pop songs for the white bands, right? So you know, because the white bands sold more copies, and so the pop hits of the day, they wanted to, some band like Rudy Valley or Paul Whiteman to play it. You know, huh. that's so, interesting. So you yeah. think it was like racist too? And uh, what's his name? Uh, Andy Kirk was a black band leader in the states. That he made some great jazz records, but he he said he they played mostly popular songs at their at their live performances at dances and stuff like dance halls but that they the company wouldn't the record company wanted them to just record oh. hot jazz i mean all those bands they had to play the most popular songs of the day yeah that's why did. people went there to dance and hear the popular music mostly right? there were some of those black bands like you know troy floyd Shadowland orchestra that played in some funky dance hall in texas where they played mostly Blues band. They were a blues band, Troy Floyd. There's lots of those like that. And they, they played slow blues foxtrots because people just like to grind against each other. Right, right. <laughs> Fast things they had to separate and, you know, jump around. So, but slow slow blues, they could just really get, get in each other's, you know, way. Fletcher Henderson recorded some pop tunes, especially he early. He did, yeah. Right? He did, yeah. He's probably just... So popular that he got his own way. You know, he, he played to a white audience. You know, he played at Roseland and places like that for what is most it was white people, like black people. I don't probably not even allowed to dance at Roseland in the twenties. Yeah, I'm sure. Don't know. Okay, let's listen to Ezra Buzzington's Rustic Revelers. <laughs> now that's a band. Just that what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> why doesn't he stop talking and play that record? <laughs> I looked up house music. It come from music. It was at a warehouse. Okay. So people would be like, "Oh, can I get that record a that you played at the warehouse?" Like, "Oh, so they call it house music." Uh, Chicago, okay. Chicago. Oh. So it had nothing to do with Sun House. <laughs> 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 that would be awesome if it did. <laughs> Thank you. 
did Buzzington make? I'm not sure. There's called Alfalfa. Yeah. I don't have that one. There's a couple of them that aren't, aren't that great. Yeah, like what? I just wanted to do some other pop tune that's not so interesting. <clears throat> that, that, Jug uh, Band Blues is good. Bass Blues, whatever it's called. Yeah. That's a great record. Yeah. Brown Jug Blues, that's what it's called. Brown Jug Blues. That's yeah. great. But you've already put that in your podcast. Okay, well, now we're keeping track. For those uh, of you scoring at home, Mr. Crumb, during our, our little break from recording him, uh, has gone through all his records and made an inventory of what he's played on this show in the past, and yeah. he, he vows never to repeat himself ever again. <laughs> Is it yeah. possible? Yeah, you, you got a lot of records. You sent me a list of all the, everything that, that you would made podcasts of from my collections, which is... I don't know, a couple hundred records, something like that. Oh, it's got to be more than that. Maybe. Jesus, I, I think we're up to like 53 shows. Mm-hmm. So if you right. average 10 a show, you're, you're talking about a minimum of five, five, fifty, six hundred records. Ooh, wow. Yeah. You've given the people enough, but we keep coming back for more. And then I also had to go through all the lists of the ones that you did with other people, the podcasts with other people, which used you did records that, that, that I also have in my collection, so I, I had to mark those, too. Wow, that's... Well, on behalf of you the people at home, I, I organized. thank you. I mean, that yeah. is an immense amount of work. It was yeah. hours and hours of work. But Well, you know what? I, I hate to say, but uh, I have to do it myself. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I recently, on a podcast I just did with your buddy uh, Robert Armstrong, yeah. found myself repeating stuff that I'd already played. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's like I have so much great stuff, but, you know, sometimes you just, you have this, like, you pick out a certain record, you go, oh, yeah. And then you realize, sure. I, I played that one, like, seven years ago. Yeah. Well, some of them, I, when I was inventorying like that, I found, oh, this, this one's actually been on two or three times. <laughs> well, what, if, mm-hmm. what were you going to say? 
What if all of our podcasts are the same songs? Maybe they're all the exact same records. <laughs> well, <laughs> well no, no, no one's listening. It's possible. Why isn't anyone But you know listening? what it is? It's like if if the if the worst part of this podcast is that people have to listen to phenomenal records from your record room more than once. Right. I, I, I personally, on behalf of the entire listening audience, forgive you. <laughs> well, yeah, we they probably don't even care. Oh, they want to hear. They whap. probably don't even notice. They're all. They want to hear WAP. They tune in to hear WAP, <laughs> and they're like, "What's going on?" Yeah, they're waiting. Is this an orchestra? Sure. Orchestra version of that song would be well, good. Eden, do you know any of the words? Can you say some of the rap words from WAP? She knows every word. I she can. Does. It's uh, too many, too many n bombs. Well, actually, the reason why you can't say it is because that's copyrighted, and then I'll, I'll go to Ooh, prison. Really? Right. Yeah, you can't. How long will you go to Cardi prison? B will come after Probably you for a very long time. You'd have to like find another money man. I can't just sing some of the words in this no. microphone without you going to jail. No, it's copyrighted. You, you'll have to find another monkey man. This music we're doing here is public domain. Cardi but I'm B not, ain't no but public I, domain. But we're not playing her song. I'm singing it. So you want to test it? There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. I okay, like your, your rendering. It's good. It's like, there's some whores in this house. <laughs> that's Eden Brower for the uh, FBI agents that are listening. Not Certified freak. Seven days a week. I do not condone Wet this. ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. Very well, cute. We do say at the beginning of the podcast that it contains explicit content. So Beat it up, catch a charge, extra large and extra hard. Put that pussy right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I'm going to ride. I'll do a Kegel while it's inside. All right, that's it. That's disgusting. It's not that much different than Memphis. It's not me. that dirty. It's, it's like me and my chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, you just have a vagina phobia. No, I do. no you don't. He's afraid of them. I do. I have cunt fear. No. <laughs> I do. Sure, scared of it. You kidding? Uh, I don't blame you. Come on. I would have it if I was male, I mean, probably. We, we all terrible. come out of there. Come on, that's scary. And there's teeth. <laughs> there's teeth in there. I mean, mine right. has teeth. I don't know about it. Right. Yeah, don't touch it. It might bite you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving right along. Let's okay, listen back to some the more show. Let's old time music. The music now. All right, so what was the theme of this show? Did we ever tell the people? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Okay. I'm not sure exactly how to characterize Should it. Should I call this podcast, I'm not sure exactly, Records with Art Crumb? Let's see. I don't know. Wacky records from the 1920s. Okay, that's good. That golden age that's of excellent. music. That's, that's more than a it's been catchy s- s- you know, title that explains everything. <laughs> wacky, wacky. And... Nothing is wackier than records made by the Gregal Company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> out of New York, right? They're out of Boston. Are they out of Boston? But I, No they one recorded. knows where their recording studio was. I thought it was in New York for some reason. Oh, uh, Maybe. I don't know. I know. As far as I know, nobody has ever found any documents or, or uh, you know, paper that they left behind. This huh. completely vanished when the company went out of business in 1930. So let's listen to Hard Boiled Mama by the Cotton Pickers Orchestra. Is this like Mike Mo- Mosley? How do you say his name? Mike Mosiello? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. It's some other group. And I, no one really knows their identity. Okay. The singer, though, is Arthur Fields. We know that. Okay. You can, you can it. tell it's him. Grey Gull is very loose about crediting the artists. Thank you. 
He's a hard-boiled mama with no sympathy. He's the coldest gal in New Orleans. She never has a sentimental feeling, though she's only in her flaming teens. Likes a good time, plenty of action, love us to her. I know attraction, but she'll make them spin and dig down in their teens. Way beyond their means, she should be an Eskimo and show them what Bridget means. Way up north in the land of snow and poles in Arctic seas. She'd make a nice bird bluff for shame. And that is how it happens. She has a name of hard-boiled mama with no sympathy. The coldest gal in New That's great. <laughs> Class, classic gray gull. That's right. Yeah, it is. Well, that guy, Arthur Fields, he's, he did hundreds of vocals on these records so, for all labels. So many, right? Yeah. yeah. And he started way back, right? Yeah, he did. Starts in the early 20s, I think. He also was with that band, the Fred Hall Band. They were kind of partners in that band, which is a great Sugar band Babies. also. Yeah. In, in the early days when I was first collecting 78s in, in Cleveland, I knew these guys who were serious jazz collectors. And if, when they found these Grey Gull records, they would give them to me. He said, oh, that's a record for Crumb. He likes that corny music. <laughs> Even when I first started collecting, some of the jazz guys would say that. To, like, I remember one time I brought like what I thought was a really excellent Grey Gull out to Newman's yeah? house. And huh. I forget who it was, but... Huh. Probably sure when somebody made a comment like, "Oh, you would like that. You're friends with Crumb, you know." <laughs> I was like, oh, I, "I thought it was a great band and a great record." I mean, you know, sorry. <laughs> right. I mean, if you if you grew up the way I did, I mean, I was raised on cartoons, and I still love and watch cartoons. Sure, uh, obsessively. The great of. music in those early '30s cartoons. Are yeah, great. And, and the music you, you don't realize it till you. Well, for me, like when I discovered this music, one of the, I mean, revelations. I mean, yeah. of course, you know, there was blues and country and Hawaii and all this stuff. But when I heard this dance music, I said, oh, my God, that's the music of my childhood. That's right. It was so nostalgic for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, me, me too. so happy. That exact same experience. And then when I realized that, like, there was just hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of dance band records out there mm-hmm. that sold really well or easily obtainable and nobody yeah. wanted them i just couldn't believe it if it didn't yeah. make me happy it would have made me so sad just thinking like, nobody else wants these are you crazy do you know how many amazing like great condition dance band records i acquired for 20 dollars or less yeah yeah sure how many sure i don't know hundreds I, thousands hundreds. well for me it would be hundreds yeah. but i could have I could right. I could make it thousands. Right. I just have a space issue. Yeah. You could do anything you set your mind yeah. to. I mean, there were lots of yeah, uh, right. mediocre ones to. issued, too. You know, like the, those oh, yeah. companies that oh, yeah. Plaza and Cameo and stuff, they just made just tons of dance band records, which are 80%. Oh, they're not all great. I mean, yeah. if I, let's say I have three or 400, I've discarded four times that. Yeah, that's right. I realize I really like this when I first got it, but it's just not exceptional. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, your, your, your taste, taste also has gets, matured. It yeah. does. Your taste gets sharper. more about it. Yeah. But that's a good thing. That means, yeah. A, that you have great records. Right. And, and, you know, because, like, some of the stuff I got rid of, it was a little hard to get rid of because I was like, oh, I remember how much I liked this when I first got it. Yeah, there's that. But there's now that. it just doesn't do yeah, right. you know. I, well, all that means is it, because everything that's around it is so yeah. superior in quality. Yes, exactly. It's not necessarily a bad record. In fact, sometimes uh-huh. I pass those records on to other friends. Yeah. 
And, you know, I don't say this is some garbage. I say, you know, if, if you don't have a lot of records, you, you should be thrilled to have it. It's a great record. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm not going to play it. Right, right. Guys right. start somewhere, yeah. Also, there's a, there's a syndrome where, you know, you, you find a record by a band and the record's really good. So then you want to have all their records because the other ones must be good, too. So you start getting all their records because it's the same band. It kind of has the same sound, but they're not all good. The tunes aren't necessarily good or, you know, they're... Sometimes they're from an earlier period when they're not as interesting or whatever. Well, it's funny that you said that because, uh, like, I remember when I was going through my dance ones, I think I had 23 Jean Golkit records. Wow. I think I got it down to, like, uh, 12. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, But the ones that I kept were so great. Oh, yeah, they're great times. And, and the ones I got rid of were not bad. Yeah, yeah. But they just, like, maybe weren't outstanding arrangements yeah. or performances. Or, well, or sometimes, every once in a while, the tune was like, eh. Yeah, because the the Victor Company, you know, kind of, I mean, they they did some of their own material, but sometimes Victor would tell them, yeah, we want you to do, uh, uh, you know, this tune is late, one of the latest hits. You know, I miss my Swiss or whatever. What you know, so they kind of, you know, had to follow Victor's orders about stuff. Let's listen to "Corn Fed Indiana Girl" oh, by like Mal Hallett. Okay, like great. I've never heard anything other than uh, what's my favorite uh, black string band that does it? You know, the Mobile Strugglers. Oh, right. <laughs> That's the only version of this I've heard is the Mobile huh. Strugglers. Huh, you never heard the Mal Hallett? No, I can't wait to hear it. But this is a chip out of the beginning of it, which I fixed with wax, but okay. right at the beginning it's going to go psh, psh, psh. Okay. So, get ready. I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> I'm already upset thinking about that shit. Every Tuesday when the train goes by Like a corn fed Indiana style When it's done to a tea Paint the barn red Indiana style So it won't be hard to see She's no Sheba I'm no sheep But she went and bought a sofa Cause the Davenport's weak She's a corn fed Indiana girl But she's mama to me Thank you. 
hot tune. Oh, it was great. I love that tune. Hot band. Great version. Did you write it on your sleeve? No, I didn't. Corn fed in the animal. Every time I take a photo, you, 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 we need like a Pavlov's bell. Like, got to do something. Ding, ding. <laughs> got to give you like a scoop of strawberry ice cream every time you write on a sleeve. I just have to write Hennigan podcast on the sleeve. Oh, is that? Mm. So that way he won't when play he pulls it twice it out, sometime. Yeah, just so we know. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. And as we were just discussing, uh, Eden explained to us the line about she went and bought a sofa because the Davenport's weak. weak. Davenport. Yeah, Davenport is still available. You could buy Davenport. And what is it exactly? Do you know? I I feel like a, it's I just thought like, it was like a, just a couch. A Davenport. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, no. a, a flimsy thing you could sleep on or yeah, sit the, on at Davenport. That, that's the way it was explained to me. It was just like a low budget couch. People used to sleep on it. So like she's saying like you know mm. because she's a corn fed Indiana gal. She's a large she's cow. A big girl. Yeah, she had to get a sofa. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Okay, the Davenport's week. Yeah, yeah. The big girl thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what they. Meant. You didn't get that. The song was made for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Davenports are not they're not good for big butts. That's what you're saying. I actually have the sheet music at home because when I when I was listening to the Mobile Strugglers version that I kind of like did on my. Uh, Ever felt the pain record? I couldn't figure out that line. I listened to it a thousand times because these guys, are, you know, they're down as up, go to dab and pause a week. And I, I called Conte at home. I said, "Listen to this." He's like, "All right, I'll call you back." And uh, he's like, "I don't know what they're saying." He goes, "Just go blah 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 blah." I'm like, "No, no, I gotta find it out." So of course, I found the sheet music on eBay for like two dollars. Yeah. yeah. And there was the line, but I still didn't know what it meant. But what I was going to say is, uh, on the sheet music, you know, it's a big, large girl in a flower dress. And yeah. A skinny guy like you, she's like hopping on him. <laughs> he just got off the train. I got on Wikipedia. Corn-fed Indiana guy. I got Davenport up on Wikipedia. It's the name of a series of sofas made by the Massachusetts Furniture Company Davenport, now defunct. The popularity of the French at the time, the name Davenport became a generalized trademark in parts of the United States. Huh. And there's a photo, and it's a drawing of a just looks like a regular couch. An ordinary couch. Synonym for couch or sofa, especially in the upper Midwest, Buffalo, PA areas. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. It just implies that they're like doing some heavy petting on the couch. Yeah, is yeah, basically yeah. what it's about. She so had to get a sofa for a man because the Davenport's weak. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it looks like a sex couch. Yes, sex couch. This is Buddy Burton doing his own composition called Silvery Moon. Oh, he wrote it? He's he's credited on the label as being the the writer, yeah. Yeah, great, cool. And, you know, it's a pretty song. It's a a black piano player doing a pretty song. And this guy can play the piano. Oh, yeah, he can play the hell out of the piano. Silvery Moon, like Silvery Moon? But but it's not that tune. It's his own tune, but... Yeah, yeah. But by the light of the... No, no, it's not by the light of the silvery moon. No. It's a beautiful song, though. Completely different. It just Jeez. happens to have the same title. I hope he talks about Davenport. Let's say where we can spoon. Nobody round but the moon. That's what I'm longing for, that's why I walk so far under the silvery moon. Oh, silvery moon in eastern sky, while in the forest, I'll sit and woo and fool. Please tell my love what to realize, that all my love is true and true. And silvery moon will you be nice, and pray my love. That's very true. Some even on schooly night. Oh, won't you please tell me tonight? Come on, see. Oh, silvery moon. Oh, silvery moon in eastern sky. While in the park, I'll see them move and fool. Please tell my love I told you I. That all my love is true and true. And silvery moon, the way you this night, in play my love, that's very so. Some even your school at night, oh, won't you please tell me tonight? Come on, me, oh, silvery moon. 
So beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure my copy on Champion is a different take than that. Oh, yeah, really? I, unless I'm crazy. I, I think my, uh, my record is like a slightly different performance. Oh, you're definitely crazy. I'd say mine's like a little, well, yeah. Doesn't mean that you're not wrong. You're not right. Wrong. This is true. I think mine, it's like he gets a little faster on it. <laughs> yeah? I think huh. so, yeah. Huh. You know, I just thought like I, I huh. gotta send that tune to my buddy Jerron Paxton. He could he could murder that tune. Oh, oh yeah, it'd be great if he could figure that out. Yeah, he could murder oh, that yeah. tune. Wow, that'd be great. Yeah, that's right up his alley. Yeah, it's really right up his alley because he's like the master of pop tunes, and everybody calls it blues. But I mean, he, but he's also just a monster piano player. He could. He is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He could brutal brutalize huh. that. I bet. Huh. Yeah, send it to him. Yeah, I'm gonna. He takes yeah. your request, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I I texted him out to you long ago. I said, "Hey, man," uh, or he said, "Like, hey, what are you doing?" I said, "I was just uh, playing. Uh, I just roll along, having my ups and downs." I said, I, "I'm trying to learn it." And he sent me a video two seconds later of him playing the beautiful banjo <laughs> solo of it. Really? And I just cracked up. I was like, "Of wow. course, he already knows it." You know? Wow. <laughs> or he just listened to it and five minutes later had it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you never know with him, but no, it sounded like he really knew it. Like yeah, he had like a whole arrangement worked out and everything. Yeah. But there's only yeah. a small handful of people keeping these pop tunes alive, and it's huh. so important. Oh, you know, when you hear these records. Huh. Like, Sorry. You're right. I'm You're trying right to make a point here. I'm You're right sorry. about that. But is it okay still for white people to be playing the blues anymore, or is that? <laughs> well, that's a as I've told that's you a off, touchy Mike, subject. I don't care what anybody says. I'm just going to play music that I like, and if people don't want to listen to it, I, I I encourage them not to listen to music that I play. I, I almost <laughs> beg them not to listen to it because I don't want to hear their stupid opinion about everything. I'm so sick of this modern world where. Everyone has to take everyone's feelings into account at all times. Now, that's not the same that, you know, the African-American race hasn't been madly exploited and this and the other thing. But whether I enjoy blues music and want to play it, I, I mean, well, these th people that has that nothing object, to do with that. People that object to white people playing the blues... Do they, do they object to white people listening to the blues? Is it okay to listen to the blues? Well, I hope they don't object to that because they ain't going to have no audience. <laughs> this is all white idiots listening to the blues now. Okay, moving right along. Yeah. Have we previously listened to, I don't have it marked on here, the State Street Ramblers doing How Would You Like to Be Me? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But do I, wa I want to hear it anyways. I don't care. This is a very rare Jeanette. Yeah, this one's kind of wacky. This is a bunch of kind of obscure guys. There's nobody well-known on this particular configuration. Because State Street Ramblers was a name that Jeanette used over the years for, you know, a bunch of different kind of skiffle groups. And it wasn't like Jimmy Blythe on all he's of them? He's on some of them, yeah. But he's not on all of them? No, he's not on this one. Okay. This is a nutty, wacky one. How would you like to be me? These guys must have... You know, had some kind of vaudeville routine or something but around this. Okay. Thank you. 
something dance band record by Erdodi's Hotel Pennsylvania Orchestra. Oh, that's quite a name. That's a bad name. <laughs> and this is a really pretty song, really pretty. It's called What Could Be Sweeter. I don't know. This this grabs me. I don't know how anybody else would like it or not. I have no idea. Well, I would like to say that it's been over a year since we've done one of these. Yeah. And I'm thrilled to be back. <laughs> And uh, these oh, records good. are fantastic. I'm glad that you're, you haven't become jaded. Oh, no. Are you kidding <laughs> I'm me? glad. Coming here, what a privilege. And, uh, Indeed, sir. And I would like to think it's a privilege for our listening audience, although I can't say how they feel, and I wouldn't uh, impose my feelings upon them. Yes, I wouldn't presume. I wouldn't presume to know how they felt, but if they're right. not enjoying this... Then they should go jumping out a little. <laughs> they should go fuck themselves. I'm <laughs> <laughs> right definitely going to have to put a which morning. Okay, let's stuff. We'll listen to Erdodi's Hotel Pennsylvania Orchestra. Thank you. 
as for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love you, audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's old-time radio show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you, and good night. Well, That's I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every what? show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.